Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork in All Pearls, a podcast for manifestation, a podcast for self-actualization, and a podcast to equip you with the tools to live your life by design and not by default. I want to take this time to give thanks to the originators, the ancestors, because if it was not for them, there would be no me. I want to take time to give thanks to all of the light workers who gives the ultimate sacrifice, and that is giving of themselves for the upliftment of humanity. And I want to take time to thank, yes, each and every one of you, the listeners, because of you, this is why I do this podcast. And tonight, I want to speak about a topic that throughout the years it has been misconstrued and we've heard about it, but never truly have gotten a logical explanation about what's being spoken of. And many times this particular topic, it has been something to be feared the way that many people have spoke of it. And then oftentimes it's been something to be celebrated and something to be revered. What is this thing that I want to talk to you about? I want to talk to you about the mouth of God. The mouth of God. That's right. I want to talk to you about the mouth of God. And... We're going to dive into this tonight, and hopefully after our conversation tonight, it would inspire you to utilize the mouth of God and to yield and to allow the mouth of God to guide and to govern your life. But before we get started, I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about how times are drastically changing upon us. We have so many different things that are transpiring and many people are all over the place. And it's almost as if the life is being sucked out of many people. Many people are being deflated and Basically, many people are almost backed into a corner and being forced to almost submit to the will of the populace. And what I'm saying is that there are so many things that people are starting to have to make tough decisions about that are dividing families and friends and that are causing many people to question many things about themselves. On the one hand, you have situations where they have um, these vaccines that are prevalent right now and many people are going ahead and they're taking the vaccines because they want to get back to a level of normalcy. And then you have groups of people who don't want to take the vaccine. And this is causing a divide between people. It's breaking up families. Like many family members are disheartened because 
their loved ones have taken a vaccine and then many people are upset because many people in their family are not taking the vaccine so any type of way that the people can be divided you got things that are going on causing division amongst the people the social distancing thing many people say yes we got to do this to be safe we have to practice social distancing and keep our distance and all this so that we can keep everybody safe well did you know that the social distancing and the separation of people and causing people to not be able to gather in groups. This is causing many people to get anxieties and many people to go into states of depression. And also many people are almost getting to a place where they're not even comfortable around people anymore so you have a lot of things that are going on that's changing the whole dynamics of how life is even with the situation of all the online shopping now and people doing grocery shopping online and uh purchasing produce and goods online do you know that it's taking away the ability of people to connect with their foods that they're actually ingesting. Um, I know me personally, when I pick my fruit and I pick my foods and vegetables and the different things that I like to indulge in, certain things call to me and I respond to the call. And this is how I select the things that I want to eat. And first, my body sends out a signal of what it wants. It lets me know what it has a taste for or what it's desiring or what it's craving. And then based on the cravings, I go to a place that can meet that crave. And that could basically address the need that's being called for by my body. And when I go to the area, that vegetable or that fruit or whatever the food is, that is in harmony and in vibration with whatever it is that my body is asking for, that's what I gravitate towards, that. But now, this is being X'd out of the equation, and you have individuals that's going forth, and they're picking the foods and the fruits and the vegetables for people, and they're basically shipping it to them. And many of these stores and many of these companies um they basically when they pull these fruits and these foods they don't necessarily give you the best of what they have they give you what they want you to have based on whatever their needs are as far as like their inventory if they got to get rid of older products and things like that they're going to give you the older things on the shelf versus the newer stuff on the shelf and how do you know that sometimes some of the things that you're asking for, how do you know that they're not out of stock? And they tell you that they're out of stock because maybe for some reason, someone else may have a bid on a product that you're looking for. And they want that individual to have it more so than they want you to have it. So they pretty much give you 
what they feel like you should have versus you being able to give what you feel you deserve. But I digress because that's not what we're talking about tonight. I just wanted to bring that up because those these are some of the things that we're dealing with right now. And we can't allow we can't allow our circumstances to pull us to a place to be comfortable to be separated from one another and to look at that as if that's natural because that's not natural it's not natural to be divided it's natural to be unified it's almost like your body your body has many different parts and many different sections and every part of your body works together in unison for the greater good which is preserving you and if parts of your body decided it just wanted to be separate from the body and migrate and just do its own own thing and not be in harmony with the rest of the body then that will cause disaster within your body and it will cause you to not be able to function properly and ultimately it will end it will lead to the end of you and to your demise and we are all part of our planet and we're all part of the collective and when we decide that we don't want to do the things that we're designed to do and we don't want to be a part of the collective anymore then we're basically only headed to our demise but tonight the topic that we're talking about I want to talk about what the mouth of God is. And then after we determine what the mouth of God is, we're going to talk about the importance of the mouth of God. So stay tuned after I take this short break on No Pork and All Pearls. And we're going to dive into tonight's episode. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight we're talking about the mouth of God. Now, the mouth of God, what exactly is meant when I'm saying the mouth of God? I remember growing up and I used to always hear individuals speak on how God would speak to them. And some people would even ask God to speak to them. And my question was, well, what does God sound like? Uh, you know, could someone explain to me what God's voice sounds like? And where does it come from? Is it going to be like a loud, thunderous voice, like thunder, like a thunderstorm that comes? Which, like, some of the older people would tell me, the ones who really didn't know exactly what they were talking about, they would say, like, yeah, yeah, you know, you couldn't really understand God's voice because it would be like thunder, like God's voice is like a loud, thunderous roar. So, in my mind, I was like, well, damn, even if God was to speak to me, I wouldn't even be able to understand God because I can't speak thunder. And this was to kind of almost help explain why there was a need for an interpreter 
meaning the middleman or your religious leader or something like that, someone who can interpret the voice of God and be able to relay the message to you. The problem with that is now you're dependent on a third party to translate the message to you <laughs> from God. And many times the translator are going to give you what they assume the message is. I have an interesting story about that. One time I was in Haiti or Haiti and I was speaking. I had a engagement where I was speaking and I was speaking to a group of people in this gathering. And I had to use an interpreter because I wasn't very, very fluent in speaking the Creole language. Now, I had to speak on two occasions. The first time in which I spoke, the interpreter that I used was someone who I wasn't familiar with and they wasn't really familiar with me. And we had a meeting probably uh, the day before the event, and it was probably about a 30-minute meeting, and we basically kind of like talked for a little while, and I basically um, gave him the manuscript of what I was going to be speaking on. Um, I talked to him briefly about the points that I was trying to make and also the basis of the sources in which I was using to formulate my point on what I was speaking on. Now, the interpreter, in the conversation in which we were speaking, I was speaking to the interpreter through this other gentleman whom I known quite well, and this guy was going to be my original interpreter, but he had another engagement that he had to be involved in which would not allow him to be my interpreter for my first speaking engagement. Now, throughout the whole 30-minute process, me and my interpreter may have spoken for about five minutes. It, it pretty much was like a five-minute conversation between he and I. But the remainder of the 25 minutes was my good friend who was supposed to be my original interpreter, he was speaking to the guy that was going to be the interpreter, and they was talking a lot, and they was kind of like catching up on old times, and they was kind of laughing. And, you know, just having a good time, which was fine, but the problem was that the interpreter wasn't really getting a chance to know me that well. He was just refreshing himself with his knowledge of the other guy 
Now, the whole reason I'm bringing this story out is because when I had my first speaking engagement and I was actually speaking, the interpreter was translating in the way that he was perceiving in which I was saying things. And the reaction from the crowd wasn't really what I had intended the reaction to be or what I had anticipated the reaction to be. And some of the points that I was making, I, I threw in some comic relief in certain points and I didn't get a reaction that I was looking for. And then at other points in time, I would say certain things that should have maybe triggered a response of trying to understand the question, like me posing the question, like it should have been like a situation where they pondered for a moment, like, hmm, like never thought about that or, you know, however they was going to interpret the question. I, I didn't see that. I didn't see any of the different points that I was posing. I didn't see any of the responses that basically coincided with the things that I was actually expressing. So, long story short, there was not a whole lot of connection that was made between myself and the audience in that instance but then when I came back the next day and I was speaking using the interpreter in which I was familiar with and who was familiar with me the audience got every single thing in which I was saying every point I was making every question I was posing every joke <laughs> that I basically was sharing. I got a response in all of those different lanes. And the whole conversation flowed and the whole experience took off and it was successful. So I learned the importance of having a competent interpreter, one, and someone who can truly overstand what it is that's being said and can relay that message to the audience properly. Now, when we're talking about the mouth of God, the mouth of God is basically intertwined with you. The mouth of God is intertwined with you. God resides within you. The spirit of God resides within you. There is no way that man can ever be separated from God. God is a portion of you. You are a portion of God and you can never be divided from God. The only thing that divides you from God is your mind. Your mind tells you that you're divided from God. So this is the only thing that makes you divided from God, which in fact means that you're never divided from God. You're never separate from God. And the mouth of God is basically the mind of humanity. The mind of the human is the mouth of God. The mind of the human is the mouth of God. Now, when we come back from this short break, we're going to talk about 
certain things that's significant about the mouth of God and how it coincides with your mind. And we're going to learn how to make these things work for you. So stay tuned to No Pork and Our Pearls, and we'll be back after this short message. Short break, I'm sorry. And we're back to No Pork and Our Pearls. And last segment, we discovered that basically the mouth of God is the mind of man. The mind of man is equal to the mouth of God. Now, what we must realize is that just like your physical mouth, the mouth of man, the same functions that the mouth of man has, the mouth of God has the same functions. What are those functions does the mouth of man has that coincides with the mouth of God? Well, one of the functions of the mouth of man is that the mouth of man must be fed. The mouth of man must be fed. So, the same way that the mouth of man must be fed, the mouth of God must be fed. Another thing that the mouth of man does is the mouth of man speaks. The mouth of man speaks. And just as the mouth of man speaks, the mouth of God speaks. And the last thing that I want to bring up is that the mouth of man must be cleansed. And the same way that the mouth of man must be cleansed, the mouth of God must be cleansed as well. So let's start out talking about a scripture. A scripture that is located in Deuteronomy of King James Version of the Bible, chapter 8. And we're going to go to verse 3. Now, this verse reads as follows. And it says, And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. Now, this is a profound statement. The statement that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. This is what causes the man to live. Now, why is that so profound? 
profound. Why is that so important to understand and to recognize? Well, first and foremost, what I talk about on my platform is about mind science and about how important the human mind is and how your thoughts are things and your thoughts create your reality. This basic statement that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God is confirming that theory that the words that comes from the mouth of God, which is the mind of humanity, these are the things that dictate what happens in your life. And just like your physical mouth, your mouth must be fed. Your mouth must be fed. But what are you going to feed it? What are you going to feed your mouth? Are you going to feed your mouth things that are going to promote life? The type of food that's going to give you nourishment, that's going to give you nutrients that your body needs to regenerate, to replenish, to revitalize, to reinvigorate? Are you going to give your body those type of things? Or are you going to give your body the things that promotes death or dead carcasses or dead things that basically are acidic and that does not have any type of life force within it because if you're constantly feeding yourself those things then you're going to continue to help your body to regenerate and to be worn down and to not function at its highest capacity so let's equate that to the mouth of God what type of thoughts are you feeding your mind are you feeding your mind thoughts of love, thoughts of life, thoughts of positivity, thoughts of encouragement, thoughts of joy, thoughts of peace, thoughts of pleasure, thoughts of honor, thoughts of nobility. Are you feeding your mind those type of thoughts? Or are you feeding your mind thoughts of fear? Thoughts of negativity? Thoughts of hatred? Of slander? Of lewdness? Profane thoughts? Vulgar thoughts? Thoughts of obscenity? Insecure thoughts? Unstable thoughts, thoughts of rejection, thoughts of rebellion, thoughts of division. Are you giving your mind those type of thoughts? 
starts of war, thoughts of violence. Are you giving your mind those type of thoughts? Because if you are, these are the things that you're feeding the mouth of God. And when you feed in the mouth of God those type of things, remember, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of the Lord. So if you're feeding yourself and you feed in the mouth of God all of these negative things and all of these things that are lower nature and lower level things and these toxic forms of thinking, if you're giving your mind these type of thoughts, then those are the type of things that's going to proceed forth from your mind into your life. Because everything that you see in your life is a reflection of things that have been planted into your mind. This is why your mind is so important. This is why it's so important to guard what goes into your mouth, your physical mouth, and as well as into your mind. Your mind is a very important thing that must be preserved and that must be seen after and governed properly. Because if you don't govern your mind properly, then others are going to violate your mind. They're going to misuse your mind. They're going to basically capture your mind and they're going to use your mind against you because this is what's been happening for long periods of time and for so many of our people many of our people focus on everything else and everybody else but they don't take time to focus on themselves and they don't take the time to get in tune with the higher self and to understand the will and the plan that you were designed to fulfill here on this physical plane. There are some things that you must do so that you can function properly as a part of the whole, as a part of the collective. Because you being here is evidence that you have a purpose. If you had no purpose, you wouldn't be here. So we're going to take another break. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about tonight's episode, The Mouth of God, on No Portion of Prayer. And we're back to No Portion of Pearls. In the last segment, we talked about the mouth being fed or feeding the mouth. <coughs> we recognize that the mouth of God is the mind of man. So what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your mind? Are you feeding your mind the things that are going to promote an agreeable lifestyle for you and the life that you desire? Or are you feeding your mind lower level and lower nature things that is causing you to have an undesirable life or a life in which is causing you to suffer. That's very, very important. But not only is what you're feeding your mind 
important. It's also what is the things being said in your mind? What are the conversations being held in your mind? What are these conversations? What is the speech that's taking place in your mind? Because just like your physical mouth, your physical mouth can speak. Well, the mouth of God can speak as well. And what is the mouth of God speaking to you? Is your speech being backed by thoughts of lack or thoughts of limitation or thoughts of all the things that your physical eyes can see or that you can touch or that you can hear? Is that the type of speech that's being held in your mind? Or is it the type of speech that affirms abundance and the possibilities of the great things that you can have? The things that go way beyond what you can see, what you can touch, what you can smell, what you can hear. You have to recognize the speech that's taking place within your mind and the mouth of God. Because that's an indicator of the things that's being fed to the mouth of God and to the mind of man, humanity. If you always having conversations in your mind of how you are in states of lack, and how you don't have this, and how you don't have that, and how how can you overcome this? How can you overcome that? If, if this is a conversation that's always happening, and it's talking about your lack and limitations, this is an indicator that you need to be increasing in your thought diet for your mind more materials that's speaking of abundance. More materials that's speaking of positivity, of overcoming, of higher possibilities, higher values, higher morals, higher goals. You have to feed your mind higher value, higher quality type of things. So that you can start experiencing conversations in your mind that's going to help you to affirm within your life the abundance lifestyle, the prosperous lifestyle, the having a health lifestyle, the having love lifestyle, the having comfortability lifestyle, being able to be in a position to help others lifestyle. All these type of things are attainable and they are possible only if you think that you deserve these things and that you can have them. Because if you think that you can, you will. But it just doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't come to you because one day you decide, hey, I want to have more in my life. You can definitely have more in your life, but 
you have to make sure you have a healthy diet of abundant thinking. You need that because this is what's going to change the speech within your mind. And the speech that's going on within your mind is so important. Just like the things that we say out of our physical mouth, you have to govern the words that come out of your mouth and take a level of responsibility for your words. Because your words can harm and your words can also heal. Your your words can motivate, but your words can also destroy. Your words can encourage, but then your words can also cause dejection. So you have to take responsibility for your words. Because whatever your words create, whether it's something positive or something negative, something agreeable or something disagreeable, you're going to be held responsible for that by nature. Because if you use your words to harm, then it's only a matter of time that someone's going to harm you. Because that's the law of cause and effect. These are the things that happen when you violate the law. But also, if you use your words to build up and your words to help, then you also get the same treatment from the universe when it's in the recourse from your actions, utilizing the law of cause and effect. So your thoughts operate the same way. Your thoughts, which are the words of God. Your thoughts is the words of God. So, the way that you think, the way that you process and you perceive things, this is playing a major role in how your life is playing out before you. Because in the physical plane, you're seeing all the things that are trapped deep within your subconscious. You're seeing them being projected through your eye lenses. Your eyes are like projectors. And the things that you're seeing are the things that are basically emanating from your subconscious mind. So, this is something to be aware of. The life that you're observing and the life that you're experiencing is basically in response to you. It's all in response to you. So you have to, you have to be very, very aware and cognitive of the speech that's transpiring within your mind, which is the mouth of God. So, we're going to take another break, and then we're going to come back with the final aspect of the mouth of God on tonight's episode of No Fork in Our Purse. And we're back to No Fork in Our Purse. In the last segment, we talked about 
the mouth of God's speech and the things that are playing out within your mind, which is the mouth of God. And now what we're going to talk about is another very important thing of one of the functions of the mouth in which man must be a steward over. And that is the cleansing of the mouth. Now, one thing about myself is that I take hygiene very important. Hygiene is important. And the mouth, if you neglect it, it can get very filthy. It can be extremely filthy if you don't do things within your mouth to keep it cleansed. Things, for instance, such as flossing. You need to make sure you're flossing your teeth or whatever to make sure that you don't have any type of debris or any type of thing that's caught up in between your teeth that can cause things to start molding and deteriorating within your mouth and creating fungus and creating bacteria and stuff because these things will begin to formulate odors within your mouth and also it'll start contributing to the plaque buildup on your teeth and when you start having plaque and things like that built up on your teeth then you can start having your teeth experiencing discoloration and they can kind of start looking you know a little bit distorted or colored in certain ways but also you need to make sure you're brushing your teeth you know brush your teeth thoroughly and make sure that your mouth or whatever and your tongue also you want to brush your tongue make sure your tongue is cleansed and just make sure that all the different components in your mouth or whatever is cleansed and functioning at its highest capacity. Well, the very same way that you would take that time to make sure your physical mouth is clean, you must also take the same consideration within the mouth of God. The mouth of God, which is the mind of man, has to be cleansed. You have to take inventory of the thoughts that are going on within your mind. Because when you start to see that you have thoughts that are disagreeable thoughts, that are not in alignment with your morality, with your values, with your standards of living, and with the things that is within your DNA and your constitution of how you feel that your life needs to go, so that you can obtain the joy and to express yourself in the way in which you would have to express yourself that makes you feel whole and that allows you to feel as if you have 
giving your offering to society. If your thoughts are not in alignment with that, that are not allowing you to live your best life, then these thoughts need to be purged. Some of these thoughts need to be purged. You need to go in and you need to release some of these thoughts. You need to give them back to the source in which they came. Because many times you're going to find that these thoughts are foreign thoughts to you. Because if they're not thoughts that are in alignment with you, these thoughts have developed from somewhere or someone. Someone may have given you their thoughts and you may have adapted them and accepted them. Or maybe at some point in time, based on the situation and experience you had been in, maybe you formulated the thoughts yourself. But you have to get to the point where you understand the thoughts that no longer serve you or the thoughts that are no longer in alignment with your destiny and where you're trying to go. And when you can identify these thoughts, then you have to start releasing these thoughts. How do you release these thoughts that you no longer want? You give thanks for the thoughts, acknowledge the thoughts that you have, whatever the thoughts may be. You have to let them go through your mind, let them pass. You acknowledge it, and then you create a thought that basically goes against that thought. You eliminate old thoughts with new thoughts. You eliminate old thoughts by incorporating new thoughts. So you find the vibration of that thought, the frequency of that thought, and you create a newer thought and a more healthier thought and a more thought that's in alignment with what it is you're trying to accomplish. And you create that thought and you start focusing on that thought. Because if you're focusing on the new thought, the old thought is not going to get any energy. And the way that you get rid of those thoughts is that you don't give them any energy. Because once you take all the energy away from it, then those thoughts are going to pass away. And they're no longer going to be in existence. Because the new thoughts you're creating is going to be all about that. And this is the function of the man as far as going in and cleansing your mind. The cleansing of your mind is basically a purging of your thoughts. So you will purge your thoughts like a garden would prune a garden. And you would go in and you would revisit the thoughts that frequent through your mind and that travel through your mind on a day-to-day basis. Each day you do this and you go in and you take inventory of the thoughts. And the thoughts you want to keep, you reaffirm those thoughts. You affirm them and you continue to meditate on those thoughts and you continue to energize those thoughts. But the thoughts that no longer serve you and the thoughts that no longer suit who you are and where you're going, you give thanks for those thoughts for the time and you release those thoughts. You release those thoughts to the place of nothingness, allowing them to never resurface again. You don't even give them any more energy. You don't think about it no more. You release it. If you have to write those thoughts down and burn them up, You do whatever you need to do to release those thoughts. But you 
want to focus on the new thoughts that you were creating. You want to focus on the things that are going to serve your greater good and that's going to help you achieve the things that you need so that you can live your life by design and not by default. So this is the mouth of God. The mouth of God is not no loud, thunderous sound that's coming down from the heavens that you can't understand that you need an interpreter. It's not like on the movie, The Ten Commandments. It's not like that. The mouth of God is the mind of humanity. That's as simple as I can put it. And you don't have to take my word for it. Just do your own research. You know, these topics and these things that I bring out, it's not things that are just of me. These are not just things that I just made up one day and I randomly just thought about it. I was like, hey, you know what? I think the mouth of God is the mind of man. No, these thoughts generated from somewhere. And many, some people have came up with these same conclusions throughout time periods. And it's up for you to go forth and to do your own research and to learn more about this topic. Because as you grow in these areas and as you find these things for yourself and you discover these things for yourself, you ultimately will be able to own these things for yourself. And they won't just be some words that I share with you, but there'll be realities that'll be working for you in your life. And just know that you can create the reality that you want to have. Anything that you want to obtain on this physical plane is for you to be experienced. And all things are possible with God. All things. There's nothing that cannot be done when you utilize God. And the God is within you. And you can obtain your heaven right here. You don't have to wait to go drifting off into the sky. You ain't got to wait for that. You can have whatever you want right here on this physical plane. You just got to believe and know that you deserve it and know who your source is. And your source is God and that God will provide for you. And God is the creator. God is the most high. God is the almighty. God is anything that you want to recognize God as. But just know that God is the all. God is the all. So thank you for tuning in to tonight's episode, The Mouth of God. And join me again next time when I come back with another episode of No Pork and All Pearls. But until then, I want to leave you with peace. I want to leave you with love. And I want to leave you with Shalom.